Welcome to the What's Your Weird Story podcast. Everyone has at least one good story. And some of us have stories that are just to the left of normal. We're interested in the ones that push the boundaries of what we can perceive. Stories that defy explanations. Stories with an air of mystery. Stories we might not share. For fear of being thought of differently. But don't worry. We're all friends here. So, what's What's your weird story? story? Hello, Weirdsville. Joining you today from a secret Weirdsville underwater test lab, it's me, Adam Beebe, one of your hosts for your weekly installment of the weird, the unusual, the strange, the bizarre, the out of the ordinary, the hard to describe, the true stories of people here on this earth, in this dimension, that we all ex- exist in, the What's Your Weird Story podcast. And joining me, as always, is from the regular What's Your Weird Story studio, is our, is, uh, our co-host, Mr. Barry Johnston. Hello, Barry. If it weren't for technology, we wouldn't be able to speak right now. That's right. You know? But it's yeah. be- but it's because of technology that we can speak, and that's amazing. Yeah, I'm I'm uh yeah 137 miles uh, underneath the ocean. It sounds like it, but uh, yeah. but at the same time, you look beautiful as always. That's simply the salt water in my beard. You don't need sunshine. <laughs> <laughs> you just need a lot of water. That's right. How are things with you, man? Pretty good, pretty good. You good. know, um, we are here in the hotness of summer. Mm. Um, I wasn't going to bring it up. Well, you know, I'm only bringing it up because it reminds me of a lot of the things that we used to do as as teenagers, yeah. really, in yeah. the summertime. The stupid things that we used to do and the funny stories of things we used to do. And it reminded me, one, in particular, of a friend of mine from uh, from upstate New York. And uh, she and her her friend, these two girls, they were, you know, probably 16, 17. They were driving around town, you know, doing the drag main kind of thing that we did. Mm-hmm. You know, which is universal in small towns. Um, I don't know so much about the bigger cities, but it's definitely universal in small towns, especially back then to drive around yes. aimlessly. Yes. Um, and she, Sarah was her name, and her buddy, they heard about this trick. And of course, this is all, you know, pre internet days. So they went to a stand that had a couple of you know coke machines Pepsi machines canned oh, yeah. sodas you yeah, know yeah. and they got a water gun and they shot the water gun now don't this is a disclaimer i'm not i don't know if this works but i'm not telling people to do this don't try this i'm sure it's been remedied and, and it wouldn't work any these days anyway but they got a water gun and they shot it in the coin slot and it shorted out the 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 machine and it just started spitting out all oh, its sweet and all of its like quarters and everything. Oh. <laughs> 
here these two skinny girls are loading up all these cans into the back of some little hatchback or something, you know, and they're driving off and <laughs> uh, they got caught by the police. Wow. And, oh, yeah, my God. You would think they totally get away with it. But uh, they had so many cans <laughs> in the back of that car. <clears throat> it down and it was pretty fucking obvious that's hilarious <laughs> <laughs> just can, cans coming out of every orifice of that car exactly oh exactly. That's, that's hilarious yeah that's and, great you know, that was, yeah i don't they, i don't think they really got into that much of trouble to be honest with you sure sure uh, yeah but yeah yeah we did stupid things i think as kids just not even thinking you know just, yeah. you know, just like no real sense of uh, responsibility or, you know, who who these things might fall back on. You just go for it. And um, yeah. sometimes it works out, but oftentimes it doesn't. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so I wanted to lead in with that so that we could, you know, tell our friends out there in Weirdsville uh, that if you've got a funny or crazy you know, teenage summertime type story. We'd love to hear it. We want to write it in or, or send us an email and uh, let's hear that story because we all love those stories and they're fun, especially years later when you can look back and laugh. Absolutely. Absolutely. And speaking of crazy, weird stories, today's guest uh, told a a few really interesting uh, stories, but also her life is interesting. Her life is maybe weird to some. I would would hazard to say it is. Um, So right now, I suppose we should probably give a parental warning for uh, any potential listeners under 18 or trigger warning of people who are uh, triggered by the mention of fetishes or clowns or uh, other things. Um, today's guest has been mentioned several times on the show in the past. Yeah. Through, yeah. Uh, their relationship with baked pizza and the cutthroat uh, sideshow and with uh, Emotron and uh, our Scarlet. And Storm, and of course, with uh, uh, Lee Birdshot Kilpatrick, um, who is now their partner, and today's guest is the uh, apparently legendary uh, Rebel Rabbit. She is uh, an interesting, interesting person, and super excited to be able to talk to her and and uh, and get her view on things. Indeed. So let's go ahead and. Hop to it. Uh, uh. Welcome, Rebel Rabbit, to Weirdsville. Rabbit, thank you for joining us. What's your weird story? Oh, what isn't my weird story? <laughs> this is one of those things. You know, I, I talked to you after you did the baked pizza interview because baked pizza summoned me by no, twice, I believe. First by... I mean, it wasn't by name, but I am the one that sent the googly eye dick pics to them <laughs> that morning. Um, that's, yeah, that's, it was me. That was great, me. That's, that's a great I, story, by the way. I had I had a suspicion that it was you. So yeah, it was. It's even better. They they didn't even do it justice, honestly, because it's like it's not even just googly eyes. It was googly eyes and a series of tiny hats that he had made for it. 
<laughs> and it was it, it, like he had his camera. So I am a for let's a background on me. I am a clown. I am a hypno dom and okay. general online dominatrix. Okay. Um, I I do these things often where people want me to do a fetish that is called small penis humiliation. Okay. Um, and you know, it's interesting because some of these people don't have small dicks at all. They have like giant dicks and it's this fetish of being humiliated about their penis. It's very, uh, wow. Based on adrenaline and all kinds of things when you start to get into it. Um, so what you're saying is, is that um, you have to be very comfortable with your piece uh, to be humiliated about your piece. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. It's kind of the same with a lot of Dom work. It gets very cerebral and interesting. Sure, uh, which is, sure. Which has been an adventure for me. Um, but this particular guy was above and beyond. You know, usually when I get these, like, turn on my cam requests, it's... It's pretty much the same thing that I see. It's a dick, you know, of whatever size, and sometimes they're masturbating. Sometimes not. Sometimes the camera's on for just a second. I don't know. So I never know what is coming, really. <laughs> no pun intended. Hey. I, I didn't know if this dick was coming. I didn't know. I turned on the camera, and it was at first it was just the same as always. It was a small dick, so I made some comments about it. Uh, I went to message someone, because I'm also private messaging people at the same time, and I looked back, and there were googly eyes, and I was like, wow, okay, hold on. This is incredible, and like I kind of went on about that for a while. And then I looked back again, and it's wearing a top hat, uh, and then there was a series of hats. There was a baseball hat and a wizard hat and a pirate hat. Um, well, there was a little jester clown hat, and then there was a pirate hat, and for the pirate hat, he took off one of the googly eyes. Like, this man had a plan. <laughs> It was a show. I love it. I love it. Like I never get this is like great stuff for me because it's never this entertaining usually. He had to go and look for these items. I think he made. I think he made made these. He made them. Oh my god! That's another level. He would have had to. Um, Okay. I don't know where he would I don't know. Maybe he didn't, but I feel like he did. Uh, At some point, he took off both the googly eyes and put one big googly eye. So he was like a (laughs) psycho. And I didn't know how this was going to end. At some point, he was just done. He was like, oh, he had like a fireman's hat. I, it was a lot. And I was like, so that's it? I was like, okay, so here's some notes for next time. Because, like, let me tell you how to make this better, right? Because the next time for the big finish, you have to, like, put a little hat on and then come and shoot the hat off with the cop. Like, it's <laughs> like, I'm in it now. Like, now you've got me involved in the production of this, and I'm going to help you make this, like, next level like let's do this or or you know uh, other ideas that i've just had um you know is, is somehow we could bow or or uh or uh f- somehow figure out like a a human cannonball kind of a thing going on where he could you know I mean, he did like he did bow and he did like he did dance it around a little bit. There was yeah. I, I saw this on Real Sex when I was a kid. The the puppetry of the penis guys. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I remember he, that. Yeah, I remember it was very clear memory of watching you know like Real yeah. Sex on HBO and you're right. Like, yeah. You know, late at night and you gotta watch yeah. it real quiet so your parents don't come in and be like, "What are you doing?" Have the channel <laughs> return. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So obviously, I've been yep. setting myself up for this kind of life for a long time. That's hilarious. That is uh, hilarious. <laughs> but yeah, I it maybe so, guys. 
so he's he paid you for that entertainment? Yeah, yeah. Isn't that I mean, the best? damn, yeah. That's, that's the great. Best. It's the best thing ever when it works out like that. That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. So I, you got all kinds of weird fucking stories. Uh, yeah, I'm telling you, like it's. I would say the last decade, even before then, I, I started being. I was just weird right off the bat. Um, <laughs> I, I started. Got, I think it probably started to get real weird around the time I was 17 and 18 and doing public access in Louisville, Kentucky. Oh, okay. Oh yeah. What did that and uh, what did that entail? So interestingly enough, it started, I remember watching it on public access again, late night television. Um, it was this show and, you know, it's, you flip through the channels and see what's going on. And there's a show called I Eat Poop. And I'm like, oh, well, (laughs) what the fuck is that? Right. Which is a genius title because that's what it makes you do. And you watch it and it's just this group of guys running around Louisville with a camera. And, you know, it's, it's like jackass without the stunts it's a little like tom okay. green everybody was on that kick at the time sure mm-hmm. um and were they eating started, poop no no oh, okay okay eating. okay that that probably yeah. is an fcc law or something i mean maybe there i mean at some point there might have been at like some random because you know here's the other thing is when you're walking around with a camera uh everybody wants to do something outrageous yeah to be on especially if you are established as like oh you're those guys on tv yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. All the time. i want to be on tv let me do something crazy yeah um so that's that's kind of how it got rolling and then by the time i joined it it was it was more about these these guys making like writing scripts and making little short films and putting hmm. them on public access cool um, which was very cool, and we did we did a lot of really interesting stuff. But I think it was from there, this idea in my head of like, oh, I can just do things, like I can just make things happen. And if mm-hmm. like, and this is like, I guess like a 2003 or 2004. I'm going to college, and I'm in college for theater, and and uh, I get on Suicide Girls, the the tattoo. Oh. Mm-hmm. Pen up website, yeah. So, and you're bringing you're you're like you're bringing me back to like a that time period. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was a good time. It was a great time. It was this like, it was really before Instagram. It was before Facebook. It was MySpace yeah. and yeah, that's right. And Live Journal and things like that. So it was this like, and Suicide Girls was a part of that. It was forums and it was you know like pinup style pictures and yeah and it was self-shot you know we were getting yeah. paid and sending pictures by mail by in like cd form <laughs> like it was wow. crazy wow yeah the wow. first the first probably four sets I, I shot for suicide girls was sent on a cd wow interesting yeah <laughs> uh, didn't, didn't they get into like didn't they at one point, weren't they doing something on HBO or something also, too, or something? like They were on Real Sex, I believe. Okay, uh, yeah, yeah. Which yeah. is how I found out about them in the first place. Okay, okay, gotcha. Yeah, they, ah. I know also, Barry, I think they had they did some, like, burlesque-type yes. tours. Yeah. And I think that they filmed at least, like, or did, like, a yes. documentary off of one of them, so. Yeah, yeah, they started getting real traction. And after the Real Sex episode, they got this big, like... 
Yeah, they were everywhere. All of a sudden. Yeah, I was everywhere, and that, I was one of those people. Right? Oh, cool! <laughs> so cool I was like, cool. I'm gonna, I'm gonna yeah. do this. And really, um, I think really ushered in the um, a lot of of tattooing acceptance because oh, yeah. all of a sudden it wasn't just you know the the greasy biker dudes and the guys in the you know in the military or the yeah. people with the tribal armbands from the late nineties. It was yeah. All the pretty girls, and then they've got the chest pieces, and then yeah, yeah, and they got the pinup art on them, and all the stuff, you know. And it's like, whoa, you know, it's like that was a big cultural explosion, and I think that kind of took root from uh, from definitely from Suicide Girl, the big influence on that. Yeah, 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 underground, uh, big overground, regular. I don't know, some kind of ground. Ground, yeah, yeah. (laughs) foreground. Ground. I don't know. It's on there. It's rolling around. Yeah, yeah. So I was on Suicide Girls, and I mean, from there, right? I'm just meeting all kinds of people through the forums and all the other models, and I would take you know road trips up to see models and shoot pictures with them, and it just became this this whole thing of like, okay, yeah, I could definitely just do what I want, and yeah. uh, I did. And so I graduated college, and I moved back to Louisville for a few years. Um, and then in and so Suicide Girls around the same time I graduated college, that was when everybody started jumping ship, right? Okay. And they were they were having issues with like, mm. yeah, it was like legal issues with them uh. the models and and all kinds of things were coming out, and it became this thing where it really wasn't something you could do to make money anymore, um, because there were so many girls and there was a limit of how many sets you could send in. And it took like months for your set to go up on the site. It just became this whole thing. It was kind of like corporate, didn't it? Yes. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. And, and so I jumped to ship with the rest of them and did what, like burning angel and God's girls and deviant nation, all these other sites. Um, and on, yeah, it was God's Girls that introduced me to camming because they set up something with a site called On Her Cam, and all of these sites are gone. By the way, I'm pretty sure um, Burning Angel might still be around, probably, but the rest of them are non-existent anymore. And through On Her Cam, I discovered webcam work, and then that was this thing of like, oh, well, here is now a job that I can take with me anywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, and within a few years, I moved to Philadelphia by myself and became a, a burlesque performer uh, and cam. I was still camming and uh, I, I just got into this whole other world. Um, yeah, which is like a crazy thing to think of. But it was again, it was like I was in the right place, right time because I was just hitting all these like website experiences mm-hmm. that were popping off and and then yeah now I'm it's, now I'm camming in a different way than I was before um now I'm doing dom stuff and hypnosis stuff but I think that any kind of I, I was saying this to somebody else where it's like okay well you're doing the same kind of performance for like a decade right. <laughs> like at some point yeah. you need to change it up and I'm actually probably not probably once I move to a different house I'm going to change it up again because um, I'll have a different place to like create a space to cam in, so I'll evolve it again. Cool. So you incorporate your 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 burlesque because I know you do burlesque and stuff, and because I've mm-hmm. talked about how um, you was some you I've talked on the show about how you was 
uh, with with Thunder Snow Cone. Yes. Now, uh, when you came through uh, Cincinnati, and that's uh, that how you scared how Thunder <laughs> Snow Cone scared my friend's boyfriend so much that we had to leave early. Yeah. And I didn't uh, even get yeah. to say hi to you at the show. <laughs> We had to leave because he was just really weirded out. And honestly, I didn't even think that performance was particularly bizarre or strange. Yeah, yeah, but, really. It's, I mean, yeah, I don't know. There's, I mean, I guess some people have a bad thing with clowns. Um, I think, I think for him, it was the staple gun at the end. I think it was the staple get, people getting, you know, going okay. up and stapling that's at fair. the very end. I, well, I, I think it's probably a culmination, but I think that's that at the end was what really drove him all over, which I, just, I still don't understand. I mean, it's, yeah, <laughs> I, it's strange. It looks like it hurts, but it's not you. Yeah. You know? I mean, and it's right. not. And it's like, it's the same kind of situation again. We're back to like the Jackass movies or like, right. you know, yeah. you watch that, uh, you know, like, it's whatever. It just if you can't handle it, you can always just like not watch it. Yeah. I, I actually so I do a lot of acts with balloons, um, and there are people that won't watch those acts because they have a thing about balloons popping and yeah. leave every time I do it. And then there's one that I do one with uh, balloons as Pennywise, and one of the bar owners who's a great guy. He's like amazing. I love him, and he is like I love you, but I can't watch that act because it freaks me out so much it's the pennywise face so it's yeah, like different sure. people get hit with the with the weird uh <laughs> with different things sure and for some of some things it just does not what do like, you what do you enjoy doing most like, like out like of if you all had, of the things that yeah I yeah do. all the things that you do um, I so I really do love go go gigs, and I say this all the time. Like I love a good go go gig. I love, uh, you know, <laughs> I was literally just talking about this with Birdshot. Um, he is great at interacting with people, and you know, like being that kind of like entertainer that can walk around and chit chat with the public. And I like to be up on a box where nobody can touch me uh, or like grope me or say something. Cause right. I, I don't know what it is about me, but people just love to say the weirdest, most awkward shit to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just don't know how to respond to it. Like, I'm just like, <laughs> okay. Like <laughs> where do we go from here, dude? Like, I don't know what to do. Uh, so I like being up where where people can't physically get close to me to get too weird. Um, it, now, I will do weirder things over the Internet. Uh, people get super weird there, but I can always, like, click a button and make that go away. Right, right. Um, my favorite gig recently, I was in Atlantic City uh, at Harrah's, which is, like, a casino. Uh, and I did this gig where um, I was in a big inflatable bubble in the middle of the pool, uh, like during the dinner hour, with like rich, rich people, fancy dinner. Um, oh, wow. And I come out and I'm like, you know, dancing in a bubble, floating around. And that's great. I mean, like, it's fun. And uh, I mean, it's dangerous. Like, you could definitely, if I was in that bubble too long, I would die um, because it's because like it it's totally sealed. Right. Yeah. I've always wondered about that how long you can be in there. Before like 15 minutes, because you know, you like start. Wayne Cohen of the Flaming Lips is yeah. really well known for being, uh, you know, breaking out that bubble and yeah. 
being at shows and stuff. And I've always wondered how long, you know, the the uh, the air pocket, I guess, was. I mean, he could- might have he might have a different kind of bubble. There might be air in that, like coming in because he's not on the water. Right. He's like. Yeah, he's not on the water. He's in. But, but that might be a little different. But for the ones that are on the water, they are sealed shut. Yeah, well, they have to be. <laughs> you got like yeah. 15 minutes. Uh, Birdshot actually, every time I would do it, he would sit on the sidelines and kind of make sure that I got out in time. Right, and there was right. one time that I got st- stuck in the middle of the pool, just kind of getting <laughs> by these like fountains, and he jumped in and pushed me to safety. <laughs> <laughs> it was a whole thing, like all full clothes, everything in the middle of like November, diving into this pool to go push the bubble person out on the other. <laughs> yeah, that's wild. Yeah, so, but that's been my favorite thing recently. Is like gigs like that of like these kind of strange. I don't know the bubble gig, especially you feel. You know, very cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it makes me feel very cool uh, to be in the bubble. With, with GoGo, um, is that like the traditional like '60s GoGo? You got your boot, thigh high or calf high boots and the mini skirt, and you're just dancing in a little, you know, little cage yeah. like in the oh, I love Powers esque or something like that. Yeah, that I love awesome, the cage man. It's super fun, um, and it's it's definitely my speed. And I love I, I'll do like hula hoop GoGo stuff. Um, which is great, you know. Like, let me let me hula hoop to just kind of freestyle for however many fifteen minutes at a time or whatever, mm-hmm. and that's great. Um, yeah, I think that's my favorite thing that I'm doing right now. And it, it's strange that all of my jobs they seem so different, but they're very similar. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, <laughs> especially the I teach yoga as well. And the yoga and the dom work are really so connected <laughs> sometimes. I, can, I, I bet. I can see. Oh, this yeah. Is, yeah, this is very, very similar. I yeah. like that. I Yoga is, is, a, is a great, great source of exercise and uh, a way to push your body in ways that people maybe people don't really think about. It, it, mm-hmm. it can be very uncomfortable. Yeah. And, and difficult. Mm-hmm. Yeah. People people think yoga is easy. Yeah, people have this that misconception or that you have to be flexible to do yoga, but yeah. it's like, no, that's why you do the yoga. Right. Like you just kinda have to like do what you can and then yes. that's you just kinda it's it is. It's really very uh, a mental thing because you get very uncomfortable, but then you have to learn how to sit and live in that discomfort, which is really one of my biggest takeaways from yoga is that like, you're always going to have moments of discomfort in your life, in your day. Uh, How do you react to it? Mm -hmm. I have this ginormous tattoo on my back and I would not have gotten through it without yoga skills. (laughs) It was like definitely my work in action. I wish more people did that. I wish more people put themselves in uncomfortable situations Mm -hmm. because that's when you learn. That's when you learn. Yeah. I've tried, I've tried to teach myself yoga or at least go along with like, you know, like on a a pre-recorded yogi instructor. Um, But uh, I had to give it up because I kept falling. Yeah. So I kept falling and hurting myself. And um, (laughs) so, you know, being accident prone as I am and how easily I tend to hurt myself just just walking. So, you know, yoga was, it seemed like a good idea at the time. 
but uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, oddly enough, I've fallen hurt myself all the time. It's like I use up my grace and balance in yoga and biking everywhere and mm-hmm. dancing and, and doing all these things. And then I like break my toes on the regular <laughs> by like tripping and kicking mm-hmm. a a door frame which sure. is very specific but that just happened like not long ago <laughs> most recent nice uh, experience with breaking toes nice nice yeah so what got you into clown stuff um so i have a, a college degree in theater i'm very <laughs> okay uh and so you're you're a thespian you're a serious I am a, I am a thespian okay yeah. great um and i got really into hula hooping that was really the first step into it and when i came to philadelphia i knew that i wanted to do burlesque and that i wanted to model and perform Mm -hmm. um and really i got i I just got pulled into it immediately it was like i arrived here and my friend in new jersey that i knew from modeling from all the sites and everything was like hey you do hula hoop stuff right and i was like i mean yeah you know, I'm like teaching myself, right? I'm not like class, like I'm trained in this this circus yeah. art, but I'm like, yeah. And she's like, oh, could you like do burlesque and do that? And also, like, I have done burlesque maybe twice in my life at this point, and I'm like, yeah, because I'm also camming, so I know how to strip. Yeah, yeah, I can if I can hula hoop, I can probably hula hoop while taking clothes off. And she's like, great, can you do my show? It's the first show that I'm ever doing. And it's, you know, I'm like, okay. So I take a bus out to Jersey and I do this show and it goes well. And then from there I meet somebody else from Philly who's like, Hey, do you want to do this show? And then from there, I go, Oh, do you want to go go for this show? And like, it just didn't stop. Wow. Um, and because I was doing mostly hula hoop stuff, I was like, well, I don't, it was really the style that decided that I was going to be a clown okay. because I was like, I'm not doing like graceful, like, you know, Olympic level ballet hula hoop stuff. I'm kind of like, it's very clowny. It's very circus based. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I'm just going to start painting my face like a clown and uh, that's going to be my thing. And so I did. And then I, you know, Scarlett had Thunder Snow Cone that she was making and she had just been on her first tour and was like, hey, do you want to go on tour? And Fuck yeah, let's do it. <laughs> like, nice. I, really saying yes to things mm-hmm. uh, has been like a big yeah. source of success for me. Just say That's yes. Great. Like, yes. yeah, let's do it. Gizla is the same. And this is another where place where I was summoned recently. Gizla is the person that called me and said, hey, uh, you know, I know that you've suspended twice. Do you want to suspend for Jane's addiction? And I said, fuck oh, yeah. Yeah, man. <laughs> Let's do it. And I how how was that? Incredible. It was it was spectacular. Um, how, great, how great of a band is Jane's addiction? I mean, I'm a so big great, fan. So great. Yeah, I'm, a, and it's, I'm a big fan. It was a good vibe all around. Um, like we were when we were in the back the guys were like, they were in their dressing room, like juicing, like making yeah, juices, yeah. And having yeah, like all, a drum circle yeah, thing. Yeah, they're all super healthy, like vegans and shit. They, yeah. used to, they used to shoot drugs and now they're back there drinking juice. Yeah, yeah they were like making juice and having a drum circle and we were getting pierced. And then we like, we hung out with the hooks and watched the show. And then when it was time, we went up there and like 
we each stood on either side of the stage and you can actually see there's a video of this oh, um, nice. of this whole performance um and like so it's this like finale thing so the lights are all dark and they're like hooking us up and then they like start hoisting us up and all of a sudden all the lights come on and the music starts and we're in front of like it was at the what was then the electric factory okay yeah so packed full yeah. that's a good just, like that's a good size space crowd yeah it is wild. And That's I was like, awesome. I was making eye contact with people and that was crazy. And then the wild. weirdest part of the whole thing, I mean, it was like, it was maybe like a five, five to eight minute thing. At some point, like Perry Farrell's like touching my foot and like <laughs> Dave Navarro's right below me. And I'm like, this is wild. And I'm That's like, they're cool. lowering me down at the end of it. And somebody from the audience throws their hat at me and I catch it in one hand. <laughs> <laughs> wow nice nice and it's wild and yeah you can see this it's on youtube if you look That's up cool. like philadelphia jane's addiction flying dancers it's like something like that but Sweet. it's there and uh it's hilarious like i catch this hat at the end what a That's great random that's <laughs> awesome you what play a story. It off, you gotta play it when things like that happen you gotta play it off like Totally cool. You can't be show that you're surprised yeah. yourself. You got to be like, you got to, and then like put that hat on or something. Oh, I was, I thought about it, but that hat was like covered in sweat or it was uh, soaking. So I immediately yeah. like tossed it. I was like, yeah. no, no good. That's great. That's awesome. Man, what a story. I think, um, is it, does Perry, does Perry Farrell's wife, isn't she involved in, that yes. in some way too yeah she's down there like dancing like okay. it was a whole, it was just a magical it was that's cool yeah definitely one of my top suspension stories that's awesome yeah but not my number one oh, weirdly. really oh, okay <laughs> well then we gotta, gotta hear that hear one. number one yeah, I, yeah. well the number one is there is a there's a circus show in philly called carnivolution um and it's it's the Squidling Brothers, and they—it's like episodic. So every show, and I think they were doing once a month, uh, was a continuation from the last show. Oh wow! Uh, yeah, it's a very cool thing. They've been doing it in Philly for a long, long time. And the last time I did it, it was around my birthday. It was like very close to my birthday, and they asked me to suspend. And it's an outside show. And it's like an anything goes thing. It's at the Tiberino Museum, which is like this really dope venue. It was a full moon and I got to do it completely butt ass naked. And it was like over a big crowd of people sitting on the ground and it was just badass. Wow. 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 That was really cool. Yeah. How often now have you done that? I have suspended four times. Um, I think. Yes. No. Five times. So I did one at the tattoo convention. Um, so I did my very first one was right before I moved to Philly and it was a birthday present to myself. It was like one of those things that I never really thought I was going to do. Yeah. Um, and then I don't know, like I was, I was about to just move to Philly by myself and I was like struck by it. I was like, I'm going to suspend before I leave Louisville. And I did. And it was awesome and cool. And it was also outside. And one of my friends did it. And, uh, cause they worked at this 
this piercing and tattoo place that did suspensions. And then I came to Philly and the same person, Gisela, uh, who had asked me to do the Scarlet Artesque also asked me to suspend at the, I think it was Atlantic City, the Atlantic City uh, Tattoo Convention. Okay, okay. So I went and did uh, my back one night, and I tried to go up on my knees the second night, but it was like the first time I'd ever tried it. And the second time, well, that would have been the third time ever I tried suspending, and that did not happen. Mm. Um, and I had just suspended for the second time the night before. So I think I was, again, I am one to just say yes. Yeah. Um, so that was like a no. I learned that that was a no. Um, but then I did Jane's Addiction and then the tattoo convention just for fun. And then. Okay. Carnivolution, and that was my last one, and that was 2019. So I'm probably due for another one now that. Is that is that an out of body experience for you, or absolutely? I, for me, it's like I keep coming in and out of it. It's like it, it's weird because it kind of comes in waves. It's like they lift you up, right? and once you're up, it's this very weird out of body sensation. Uh, and then the pain is there, and you're like, wow, this is fucking crazy. What am I doing? And then it goes away again, and then it comes in. Like, wow. you feel the pain in waves. Right, very, right. It's, it's wild. How many hooks are in you? The first time, I was, it was four. And then every other time since then, it's been two. Do they have a – is there a way a way that they, like, they, they can know how much weight to, that your skin can take? Or how do they figure that out? Not that I don't know. Um, just guess at it. Maybe they just—I don't know. They—they they might just guess. It might be a situation where you can—you just can. I know people do rip out all the time. I've seen people rip oh. out because they get a little too wild up there. Okay. Um, because I mean, again, you're out of body experience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's crazy feeling, so you can go overboard and rip out a little bit. Sure. Oh, I've seen man. people rip out a little, and I've seen people rip out a lot. Wow. Um, but I am not on the piercing side of it, so I don't know sure. all of the logistics. Right. <laughs> wow. I just do it. I'm just like, let's do it. Have you seen the movie A Man Called Horse? Do you know that? One? No, no, I have I know what you're talking about, but I haven't seen it. But yeah, I do know what you're talking about. Because I was I mentioned that to Baked Pizza yeah. as well. And she had never heard of it. And so that's how that's where I first learned about uh, that, that kind of suspension stuff when I was very, very little seeing it on like HBO or something and just yeah. having my mind blown by like, what is that? And I think even my dad told me, he was like, oh, that's that's something that the uh, some of the Native Americans did to prove that they were brave warriors. And, were, and it was some kind of a, you know, religious, spiritual kind of thing for them. Right. Like a rite of passage. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. Just being just, wow. I believe that that rite of passage was that you hang there until you fall out of it. Okay. It could be. And I think a lot of that one was the what they call the resurrection, which is in your chest. In your chest, yes. right. Yeah. 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 I think you're and right. I think that the, the whole rite of passage which you, was that you stay there until you do fall out. Wow. Wow. Yeah, I could be totally wrong, but I, I think that, I, that's, that 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 seems right. Yeah, yeah. the first time right? I ever saw it, I believe, was in the movie Strangeland. <laughs> uh, Strangeland. Strangeland with D. Snyder. Uh, yeah, oh, yeah, that's wearing wow. people to the rave as Captain Howdy, and I was like, I want that guy to be my best friend. 
<laughs> Which is not, probably not wow. what you're supposed to think when you watch that movie. But like 14 year old me was like, fuck yeah, D. Snyder. I want that guy to be my BFF. That's great. I can remember listening to Twisted Sister when I was just a kid and and uh remember when the 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 big hit single came out the mtv video came on and it was a huge huge hit but i I, somehow i got that tape or something and i listened to that album quite a bit and the song captain howdy um, is actually one of my favorite uh songs that they ever did but you don't hear much about it but it's kind of a deep cut but it's Mm -hmm. really really good and it's real spooky it's a really spooky song so um, I think it was on the soundtrack, which I played I like yeah. constantly. Sure, like, that's great. I think the first time I saw anything like that, when it came to suspension or like uh, piercings or anything, was probably later, like in my high school uh, days. Whenever we talked about Jim Rose, the Jim Rose Circus mm-hmm. um, with baked pizza, but um, that was the first time I had ever seen anything like that. And I was like, "Holy shit! What are they doing?" You know, yeah. like could not um, wrap my head yeah around that. And I'm also thinking of the, the like the gurus from uh, India that would do like like weird things like like they they pick like cinder blocks up with their dicks and stuff. Do you know what I'm talking about? That kind yeah. of stuff. I toured with uh, Titano, who was a strong man that held many world records, and I believe one of them was for lifting people with his beard. Okay. Um, wow. He would also lift people with his teeth. Wow. Um, Damn. Yeah. That's yeah. crazy. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, he is. He's actually I, he was doing a lot of talks about, you know, mind over matter stuff and yeah. doing like the deep skin piercing and things like oh, that. Oh, yeah. Very interesting. Yeah. Does he do the does he do the eye stuff as well where he put the hooks in the underneath in the eye no, that's, or whatever that's that Jeremy. Jeremy. Jeremy does, does that. that. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Okay. But I know what? that one of the Squidling brothers does. Jelly Boy does. So you oh you so you so you Put hooks to like hook them into the eye so you can hold stuff yeah. by yeah, your eyelids. Under holy eyelids. Sh- holy yeah. shit, man. Yeah. 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 Damn. Is there any training <laughs> for that? You, you can't. Can no, you I don't think. I mean, yeah. you might you might apprentice under someone who has done it, which is yeah. really the way to go. Okay. Yeah. Um, somebody that is is successful, but I mean. Yeah. Otherwise. Yeah. 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 Do it at your own risk. Right. It's <laughs> just right. like Real, if you tell yeah. everybody who wants to be like a stuntman or a circus performer or whatever, it's like you'll find out pretty quickly why it's better to apprentice. Yeah, sure. Uh, yeah. When you start trying to fuck around with things yourself. Hey, that's a nice t-shirt you got on there. Oh, thanks, dude. It's brand new. Do you like that? It's one of the official What's Your Weird Story t-shirts. Where'd you get that? It's funny that you ask. I just got it off the brand new Spreadshirt.com site for the What's Your Weird Story podcast. There's no www. You just go straight to shop.spreadshirt.com backslash what without the apostrophe W-H-A-T-S hyphen Y-E-R dash w-e-i-r-d dash s-t-o-r-y and that'll take you right there i mean you can never own enough clothing well that's true barry there's t-shirts 
for the ladies because you know they're cut differently there's hoodies which are really cool there's two different kinds of hoodies and there's also tote bags so you can tote your stuff that's so cool man so if you guys go out to spreadshirt.com what's your weird story currently there are two designs but there will be more going up very soon so just keep your eyes out for that and if you decide to get one of their shirts tag yourself on instagram to ours or facebook show your love show us what you got let's see your true colors what are your thoughts on like the jackass crew like do you do you do you watch those movies do you find them interesting yeah Yeah, i love it i think it's great i think they're great uh i watched the most recent one in the theater Mm -hmm. and thought it was amazing and yeah yeah, it's, it, it's really, really a throwback to this again. This time in our lives, yep. where it's like hey, you can just do whatever you want, and this whole turning of MTV into this like, this isn't just for, hey, like you can do this. Like if you yeah. want this enough, you can do something to get yourself where you want to be. Sure. Yeah, sure. so I think it's great. I that's love cool. you're still doing it. I think that's amazing. Yeah, I yeah. I saw that most recent one as well, and like you know. It's just, it's because in my mind, it's not 20 years later. You know? Right, right. Yeah. These are, all of a sudden, you know, these guys are, they're a little bit older, sure, but that's just because they've been so hard on their bodies. It's not because the, <laughs> when they were, it's not because it's not 2002. Yeah. It's, you know, it's 2022. It's, it's not 20 yeah. years. It's just, you know, yeah. Yeah. And, and yeah. then, but, they're still doing that stuff and me being my age and not doing that stuff, just tripping and hurting myself and not doing stupid shit like that. You know, I can't, the, the recovery time has got to be so oh, much longer. Yeah. Oh yeah. And, and then there was, uh, so I actually watched the four and a half on whatever streaming site and it, yeah. they got shut down from COVID, you know, and like right. had to deal with all this and like weekly COVID tests and yeah, yeah. they had to film during during all of that. So yeah. there was even more of a risk to all the stuff, yeah. the crazy stuff that they were doing. Yeah. Sure. And Johnny Knoxville got really fucked up during that one too, didn't he? Wasn't it? Oh, was like, yeah. I mean, he gets fucked up during all of them, yeah. really. There was <clears> one. Was it the yeah. bull this time or was it the one before? I think it was the bull. No, he did the bull again, didn't he? He yeah. did the bull again on this one. Um, yeah. Like he, he said this last time too, though. He's like, I can't take any more head trauma. Like I can't yeah. have any more con- concussions. And then he ended up getting another <laughs> couple of concussions, man. I, and it, God love them. I mean, Steve-O, I, I, I'm a big fan of Steve-O and hey, I listen. He looks amazing. He's, he's doing great. amazing. Yes. I, yeah. I yes. listen to his podcast and like always like trying to, you know, catch, catch up to what he's doing. And like, you know, for all the abuse that those guys have, like, you know, caused their bodies. I mean, they, you wouldn't look at them and say, oh, they're fucked up. You know, I mean, it, mm-hmm. it's coming. It's coming, I think. But, um, but yeah, thank God they're, they're okay. And, and that's what one of the things Steve said is when they, when Johnny Knoxville had approached him about doing it again, I guess he was like, I don't think we can do it. I don't think we can do it. You know, we've rolled the dice too many times, man. We've gotten away with murder and, uh, but they pulled it off, man. Yeah, pulled they off. did. And I think that goes back again to this mind over matter. It's all connected, yeah. like the suspension and the yoga that you right. can do whatever you really want to do. Um, it's all back to just putting this fearless trust in uh, your conviction and your physical being yeah. and, and just going in all in and, mm-hmm. and coming great. out with... 
a different kind of knowledge, you know, like you might look at them and think like, oh, these people are crazy, but like the things that they know about themselves, right? that's beyond, Absolutely. you know, like you so yeah. much about yourself when you put yourself through these things. Mm-hmm. Don't you think like in a way, like, cause Adam and I get on these, these kicks where we'll talk about like modern man, modern, like where we're trying to find our place in the world, you know, mm-hmm. and with all the technological advances and things like that, like we're having a difficult time adjusting, you know? And, yes. And when you do things like what you're doing, it's really a callback to primitive man and, 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 and being in touch with your body, being in mm-hmm. touch with, when you're in touch with your body, you're usually in touch with the world around you in, in whatever facet that that is, you know, urban or, you know, like where I live, which is out in the middle of nowhere, um, a dirt road is two seconds, you know, out of my door. So it's, you know, you're there. Um, but I think that people are losing touch of that. Oh, absolutely. And, and the further we get away from it, the more it's kind of like the guy that loves camping or loves to be out in the wilderness and just pushing their their mental boundaries and their physical boundaries to to find themselves as a part of the world. It's an interesting prospect and um it's it's really cool to talk to you guys because you have a perspective like that that a lot of people don't have. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and even when I am doing at this point, and this is why it has to evolve again, the kind of cam work that I'm doing is I'm meeting people who are trying to learn more about themselves. Mm-hmm. And this is what I'm finding in Dom work um, that I feel like I I need to readjust because right now I like, I feel like every time I evolve my cam work, I narrow it down into a niche, like, and it just gets smaller and smaller Mm -hmm. and smaller so that I think this next time around is it's going to be a much more uh, queer representation or presentation for sure. Because right now I present on cam hyper femme and it's always like a wig and like Mm -hmm. a lot of makeup and, very specific dominatrix or whatever look. Um, and that's fine. And it, I, I mean, who knows? It helps people because they want a lot of, a lot of people that I talk to as a Dom are people that want me to like make them suck a dick or like make them be gay. And I'm forcing them to do these things because I'm this like hot Dom woman. That's like, but then when we talk outside of this scenario, I make sure to be like, yo, it's cool. Like I'm, I don't really identify as a girl. Like I'm gender, like I'm not binary. And, and like, you can be whatever. Cause I, I had, someone recently like the other night um you know he was telling me these things and and he said something along the lines of like I don't know if I'm a sissy or if I'm a closeted homo and it makes me feel bad and I'm like okay you don't have to feel bad and you don't have to be any of those things and like when I start looking at the work that I'm doing like that it's like okay now I need to find a way to to make it more of that and less of the filler of like this like sexy dom situation Mm -hmm. and more of a place where like sure that's a part of it but we can really i'm eventually going to go into yoga therapy for sex workers (laughs) i'm probably like that's where i'm heading but i think that it's really interesting because 
I'm on Chatterbait, and that's a lot more accessible to a lot of people than like going to a sex therapist, right? Right. So like, instead of going to a sex therapist, they're gonna come in and like talk to me and have me do this like role play thing for them. And I think that there's something to that, and Mm -hmm. I think that I can do a lot of good in that, and that I have done a lot of good in that. But that's great. Yeah, I think it has to get. I think it just has to evolve a little more because it's it's one of those things where when you get on cam and you start showing your titties, right, you don't think one day you're going to be, like, helping someone transition into their new life as a woman. Right. And you're like, oh, okay, this is where, like, I have this power, right? Like, the, you're coming to me and you're trusting me with these, mm-hmm. these big things. Uh, and there's something about that that is, mm-hmm. it's, you know, like, it's definitely something that I can find the right audience for yeah. Uh, right. Who, need, yeah. who need that. Yeah. Sure. No, Hey man. And Another. like you said, it's very similar to yoga work, right? Because it's, it's so essentially it's a guided masturbation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like what I'm doing um, for the most part. And then in like private shows, we get into this like more specific fantasy fetish mm-hmm. question sure. you know i have a weird question well that's not that weird as compared to what we've been talking to right but, yeah but, uh, <laughs> but have you had have you had anybody that it, one of the more interesting fetishes to me is financial domination oh, uh, yeah. have you had that before um absolutely okay so people that don't know Financial domination is people that like to like give their bank information out or give credit cards or whatever and have the dom just like spend and do things with money. Right. I mean, I'm, I'm not the I'm not a professional here. I'm just uh, there are definitely levels to it. Okay. Um, that is a level that I will not go to. Yeah, that um, can get weird, right? It can get it can get dicey. very weird. Uh, I don't feel comfortable with it, even Mm -hmm. though it's something that they are consensually asking for and doing like, it makes me feel morally wrong. Not that it is morally wrong. Like I'm not out there like shaming people's kinks or whatever. Do your financial domination. I personally am not comfortable with it because like, I just, I don't live that lavishly either. I guess, you know, it's like not something that I like. Yeah. That's a rich, that's a, that's a rich person's, uh, (laughs) right. I think that's and I think that's a lot about like power, you know. Yeah, and there's a lot of stuff, and a lot of I, I, I think from what I understand uh, is that a lot of the, the men, particularly men that want to be, you know, domed, are people in positions of some kind yes. of a power, and yes. so they want to like have somebody to have the power over them. Yeah, you know, and so that you tell them, you know, whatever these things to do or how to be, or that they're bad or whatever to be the person on, on top of them. I'm pecking on them because um, they don't have somebody necessarily in the pecking order, or they, or that's they want a, a woman, I guess maybe even mm-hmm. you know not necessarily exclusively, of course, but you know, to yeah, what, be the somebody right. they want a fantasy of that, mm-hmm. right. yeah. So that, but it's a lot the people with, who are you know have money or power or position or something like that, and not so much just the regular old dude who, uh, right. you know, <laughs> yeah, right. to see titties right. on camp. So yeah, yeah, and it's it's 
very cathartic for people who have high pressure jobs to mm-hmm. give some kind of power away, right? Like they want they want to have somebody who can take control of them. But then also, the reason I don't get I get uncomfortable with certain levels of financial domination is because it could be the same thing as like a gambling addiction, right? Where right. like they just can't stop. Or yeah. uh, I also uh, you know because cam models and perf- sex workers we talk like we do talk to each other and and tell each other sort of like hey listen you know look out for this look out for this and something that i heard once uh was people talking about if you get a client like that make sure that you both sign a contract that says what is going on because they could turn around and sue you for extorting them yeah so you really have to think about those kinds of things and uh, yeah yeah so i don't get into that because it's just too much for me yeah that seems this is like i'm camming one night a week at this point because i'm teaching so much yoga and performing and everything so i'm like i don't that's also people that want the like 24 7 lock and chastity domination and like i'm holding your key to your chastity lock like that kind of stuff is just that's too much involvement for me sure i don't have time for that (laughs) like and that's what i tell them i'm like no i do not have time for that and like i Even at this point, because of the kind of mess that social media has become, I just don't really keep up with it anymore. Yeah. It used to like in the back in the day. Right. It used to be such this this tool, you know, for anybody, not just sex workers, but people who are artists and like have something to promote. They can show their work and we can talk about it. And now it's just so. It's like reels and algorithms and whatever. And I'm yeah. just like, I don't want to do that. I know that's yeah. just, that's another job on top of the job mm-hmm. that being a full-time independent freelancer is. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't yeah. take that on. Cause that's not something that you, that's like, that's the gamble of advertising, you know, like mm-hmm. it's not something that's guaranteed. So I'm not going to spend like <laughs> a whole work week's worth of time right. doing it. No, I'm right there with you. Just, you know, as an artist, you know, you know, and Barry's a musician, and and so we know that you know part of what to be now a day nowadays to sound like an old guy again, um, but you have to have that social media presence, and you have to know how to work it, and you have to spend as much time. It's a job just to be to maintain that social media presence and outlet and all of that to just keep that going. Um, and for a podcast as well, I guess. Um, but to, you know, keep that and, and it's like, I, I I don't want to spend time doing that stuff when I would rather be, you know, drawing or painting or, Mm -hmm. you know, working on something, the creative, you know, but the only way that you make and you can make, and it's so hard to just make a living you know, this, as a creative of any kind. Mm-hmm. So you do have to do all different things that do, you know, you have different jobs and hustles because you want to do, you, like you want to do what you want to do. You want to live how you want to live and yeah. you're doing it and you're doing it through all these different means. And so, you know, yeah, it's tough. Social media is, is difficult and it's, not fun all the time and it's mm-hmm. it's almost a necessary evil at points like i would be off of facebook if i didn't have to do promo for uh, the yeah, podcast same. and trying to get people yeah. to come onto true. the podcast and stuff like that but um uh, yeah and now it's just getting yeah. so much harder to even reach the people that i'm seeing a lot of posters 
you know, like back to the physical posting posters right. mm-hmm. uh, yeah. on on like phone poles and stuff. Yeah. That have the little like scan codes. Yeah. Okay. Scan this. See what hey, this that's is. Smart. That's smart. It's just that we don't have. Well, not we. We might, but people who grew up having this media in their hands all the time don't have the attention span no. to interact with social media, you know, yeah. and even I, I find myself doing it. If I'm scrolling through Instagram on like the rare occasion that I am these days, yeah. it's like a roulette wheel, you know, I'll like, yes. ching, I and it'll like yep. scroll up, scroll up, scroll up, and then it'll stop and I'll be like, ding. And it's like mindlessly scrolling. Yeah. And it's a shame. And I don't know. I mean, I, we're all very burnt out from, the pandemic and having everything on our screens for the past yeah. few years. And that's yeah, real. Real human interaction is important. I mean, even this way, yeah. even this, just like talking through uh, the internet as we are now, mm-hmm. at least we're, we're having a conversation where yeah. you're not, you're not just mindlessly going through your Rolodex and just rehashing things, you know, being alone too much. Um, mm-hmm. So that's a, you know, that's a good thing. But yeah, I mean, the technology is great as it is. It's also awful. It's, yeah. it's mm-hmm. just as awful. And like what we choose to do with social media, uh, in my opinion, you got to limit it. But, um, but I'm the same way, man. Like if I've got a small business, I'm going to be on Instagram. I'm going to be on Facebook. Yeah. You know, I gotta, I gotta keep up with the Joneses in that way, and and go with kind of how things are are going. But at the same time, like we can't forget that having like real relationships with people is super important. Also, you know. Yeah. Um, you know. So. And it's it's weird because I have made amazing connections and friendships uh, online, but it's it's this thing that it's at some point it comes. I don't. There, yeah, I guess there are some friends that I still have from like the Suicide Girls days that I've never met in person. Mm-hmm. But it's pretty rare at this point where before I just had so many friends that I had never met, and it's yeah, like sure. But it's it's a strange yeah, it's a strange yeah. time for social media. Yeah. Like I miss Tumblr, yeah. you know. I miss the old Instagram. I miss, but like all of these things are going to keep changing, and mm-hmm. it's, it's a question of do you want to keep changing to keep up with it. Right. Um, yeah. I know like how, you know, what is the, the payoff to that? If you yeah. do, sure. or do you adjust and like try to hit things that are more in person? And like, so yeah. I, I've been finding that that's my shift where before it was like, I'm advertising, 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 come to this show, come to my campsite, come to this, come to that. And now it's just like, I, I can't stop getting jobs. I was yeah. just saying, I can't stop getting jobs, and none of it's coming from social media. Yeah. So, like, what is this shift that I have, like, stepped into? Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, and and it's a weird sort of ego death, you know, because it's like, okay, well, I'm going to do this bubble gig in Atlantic City, and I'll post that on Instagram because that's something interesting that I'm doing. But, like... If hundreds of people aren't talking to me about this, does it? Did I even do it? <laughs> does it even right. matter? And like that yeah. mentality that I came into this industry with is like I'm talking to all these people constantly, and and like they're seeing that I'm doing all this stuff, and like how cool I am. And now it's like yeah, I'm still doing cool things, but like I'm not, I don't want to stop and take a picture. I'm just gonna do it. Yeah, yeah, it's a weird time we live in, but it's also cool. I mean, yeah. you know, we we were talking before. Uh, Adam and I grew up in the '70s and '80s, um, graduated in the '90s, so we we've seen technology just like totally come from nothing. I mean. 
you know, computers were so archaic when we were kids. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Now you can. (laughs) The cameras on these phones are better than any camera you ever owned growing up, a a VHS Mm -hmm. recorder or whatever. So in that way, it's great. Um, It's strange. I keep having these thoughts of like, why didn't the cameras on the phones look that nice when I was like in my 20s doing cam work? Right. Yeah. Why, why now that I'm in my like late 30s are these cameras exactly what I was trying to, <laughs> to have back in yeah. the day? Yeah, that's funny. Yeah, <laughs> it's true. It's true, but yeah, it's um, wow. It's I mean, you've had a, what an interesting life you live, and and I mean because <laughs> of tech, because of technology, in a lot of ways, you're able to do what you want. I think that's mm-hmm. great. That's a great thing. Absolutely, and now I'm just what I'm. I'm looking at it now through the lens of that, where it's like you see this, there's this oversaturation, and you, you know you think about Andy Warhol, right? And everybody's going to have their 15 minutes of fame, and it's happening. Right. But yeah. now it's just it's a, it's just so oversaturated that you have yeah. to like what at this point do you do to stand out, and right. is it going to go back to this? Because I was I was saying to someone how. You know, like say that you were in your 20s and like the, the 70s or the 80s. Like, what do you do to become famous? Like, what do you do? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, how do you do it? And then in yeah. the 90s, you get a little bit more because now we're taking it to like the streets and like what the kids are doing and the right. skaters and all that kind of stuff and garage bands. And yeah. And then, like now, then it became like like Suicide Girls and models becoming like, well, we can, you know, we can take our own pictures and post them on the internet, and right. then you become famous that way. And and now you can, like, everybody can do that. There's like TikTok and and yeah. there's, like this crazy, like, how are people copywriting their work? You know, like people, there's like a whole thing about famous. People stealing TikTok dances or whatever. And like the original people that make those dances are just like, you know, 12 year old kids, pandemic lockdown doing like TikTok things. And so like now what I'm just curious to see where it goes. Like as much as I would have loved to have that nice camera in my 20s, I would be. So miserable in this competition of sure. like everybody is doing this and now everybody has an OnlyFans and you can't advertise it on social media because like right. no. Yeah. Uh, how do you even like how do you make your way out of that? Yeah. Yeah. I'm just well, very happy that like I have I have come into this weird life when I did and how I did because I don't know how I don't know how it's done now. Yeah. 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 I, I, I see that a lot with bands. Um, you know, when we were growing up, um, there was a way that you did things and now it's like, what makes you stand out? I mean, the, the fact that everyone's able to put out content, doesn't necessarily mean that people should be putting out content. It doesn't mean that's good. Yeah. You know, so, so you have an oversaturation of like a lot of real mediocre shit. You know what I mean? And you still got it. It like some people watch YouTube, some people watch right. TikTok, some people right. like whatever. And it's just like, yep. what do you do? You know, yeah. like yeah. what do you do? It so, cool. And, and what? It, interested to see how it will change and yeah. like what will come out of this. It's very. Sure. I'm happy to be on on this side of it at this point. Yeah, we're still kind of in the baby steps of it all. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Well, are you? Are you? Um. So now that we're kind of. 
you know, kind of willy nillying around a little <laughs> bit more and like able to get out and about, are you doing shows now or, or where are you at with live performances? Yeah. Um, so I mostly have been doing these, these gigs at like restaurants, um, okay. where it's kind of like walk around gigs, sort of like belly dancers, but oh, we're, yeah. like we're roller skating and hula hooping and just kind of nice. I've been around the restaurant. So I've been doing a lot of that. And I do have a burlesque show coming up on the 9th. Um, and then I'm just kind of, yeah, like, just, I'm not seeking out shows to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but if someone asked me, I probably would. You know, it's, it, again, sure. I'm just going to say, yeah, if oh, I can, and if it seems like something I want to do. But I'm, I, I'm taking another, like, I'm taking my next level yoga teacher training this fall and just kind of focusing on this part of it um yeah because like the bar show hustle isn't really doing it for me anymore and also the uh the scene is so different now you know it's like pandemic birthed a whole different wave of performers which Mm -hmm, is one to do and now they're out there doing their thing and it's it's great to watch the next wave of performers come through and I like sit back and make room for that. And I'm not really, I'm not committing to doing any kind of touring yet just because who knows what What things be like. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. For real. Sure. So yeah, I'm kind of sticking with the like one-off like gigs when they come around and, and hopefully going back to Atlantic city and just kind of doing fun summer gigs. Cool. Yeah. Nice, I'm still nice. doing uh, my dom work. One of the most interesting things that happened over the summer, or the 2020 pandemic lockdown summer, um, was that my two worlds, I always talk about, like, how can these two worlds combine? And it did when somebody hired me to make two custom videos for them. Okay. One of them was a yoga video uh, showing them poses that would eventually help them suck their own dick. Okay. And the <laughs> second video was me doming them to suck their own dick. Okay. <laughs> and then he sent me a video back of him doing it, and I was like, wow. That's, I did it. I mean, that is... That is uh, that's got to take a certain body type. Do you know what I'm saying? Changing lives. I mean, I've seen people do it a time or two. You know, I've seen people do it a few times. Uh, and it does. It, it like, you got to work on your flex. Yeah. You got to work on your flexibility, man. Got to flexibility tor- in the spine. But like, yeah, there's yeah. like poses that can help you get there. And like, yeah. I have a really long torso, at least I think. I don't know if I can make it work. I don't know if I'd have to. It might really, actually work in your advantage. Really? Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Oh. I would. I need, I, I need to lose a couple more pounds. <laughs> <laughs> You're testing it out. <laughs> I can't. I got my, my, my he's, like, he's like I can't. I can't. I can't do the. <laughs> um, I'll see. That's why I got to hire a professional. There right. you go. There yeah. you go. Did you ever get into roller derby or anything like that? Oddly enough, no, but once I was working out at, like, a, a woman's only center at a gym, which is, like, whatever. It's just basically, like, nobody can hit on you at the gym. Yeah. Which is... Or no dudes can but hit what, on There you, was so. a, a woman or a person who came up to me and asked me, ran just randomly, I was, like, on the treadmill or something, and she was like, excuse me, I'm like, take my head back, I'm like, do you do roller derby? And I'm like, no. I just look like this. 
<laughs> you right, do right. though, because that I do. Adam I do look brought like that, someone that would do. Yeah, that. I was like, you would, you would be. A, a well, right and everything girl. else that you've that you've uh, done. So I mean, you know, it's like I don't remember. I hadn't thought if you had done that or not. I don't know. Yeah. But I figured. Yeah, I'm out. more of a dancer than a fighter. Although I did do like a couple of jujitsu training classes, and there you go. That was an experience. Nice, nice, great. That's awesome, man. Well, I mean. What a do you have any uh thing that you wanna um any sites or anything you wanna you wanna get out there that people can get in touch with touch with you or, or Yeah, or, you know what? We were just talking about how crazy it is. But I'll send them to my Instagram because I feel like okay. that is like the best place where you get this like mm-hmm. screenshot snapshot of like who I am in a nutshell. Sure. Uh, and that is XO rabbit rabbit. It's XO underscore rabbit rabbit is with two T's because I'm a rebel okay. and I like two T's. <laughs> okay. Uh, so XO underscore R A B B I T T. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. Got it. Cool. Very cool. I'm uh, I'm looking now and I'm following you. I'm following you. Yeah, follow um, me. It's, it's yeah, a long no. time. This has been great. And it's been, you know, you're uh, again for our listener. We have our weird stories cover a lot of different areas. So mm-hmm. we and we have people from all over the world that listen. So anytime we have a chance to talk to somebody that has an interesting life or like experiences that are out of the ordinary to you, they may not be, but to us, we're, you know, we have our own weird shit that we, you know, so to step into somebody's shoes that comes from a different background is always fun. And we appreciate yeah, you. Definitely. Hanging out. definitely. Yeah. yeah. And I know we've, you know, barely even put a Nick <laughs> on the surface, but uh Yeah. We'll definitely, you know, this yeah. is just like a, a general weird life. We, yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 Specific we, stories that exist within that life. <laughs> we want. We want you to come back. Absolutely. And, I can uh, come back. We'll come back. I might have another. I might have something exceptionally weird happening sweet. next month. So I'm sure. Oh, awesome. If sure. that happens, I'll be sure to let you know. That's great. <laughs> So we're looking for a little help from our friends. We need you, our loyal listeners, to help us spread the word about the What's Your Weird Story podcast. Just go to your current podcast provider, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, SoundCloud, Podbean, YouTube. We're just about everywhere. Hit the subscribe button, download the podcast, give us a thumbs up, hit the like button, give us the highest rating you can, and give us a review. The What's Your Weird Story podcast is a community effort. Without our friends and listeners, it wouldn't be possible to do what we do. So please help us out by spreading the word. She lives a fascinating existence. You know, from where I'm standing, it's really interesting and fun to, and, and weird to hear her stories. And, uh, I like people that embrace getting into stuff and really go for it. And she seems like one of those people. And, uh, yeah, it was great. Rabbit was awesome. Thank you so much for coming on. Yeah. Rabbit, we appreciate it. And I think the biggest takeaway that we can have from, um, this episode besides the possibility of what can be done with, uh, Dick hats. Oh yeah. You know, one thing that Rabbit kept saying is, you know, I can do this. She kept saying it to herself, you know, I can yeah. do this. Yeah. And she does it. And it's, 
you know, one of those things that if you do, if you believe in yourself and you, you can find a way, you know, yes, it's not always going to be easy, but if you believe in yourself and you believe you can do it and you just keep at it and be persistent, you will find a way and it may not, you know, life may not end up exactly where you want, but it'll end up having a whole lot of other opportunities that will arise if yeah. you say yes and then you, you go for it. Yeah. So just say yes. That's a big thing. I think a lot of people are scared to, you know, embrace the unknown uh, and potential. And uh, that's, you know, Rabbit has definitely not shied away from, from, embracing the weird embracing the unknown and just going with it and seeing what the hell happens yeah it really is uh i guess it is a it's a lesson in uh, what it takes to figure yourself out and what do you what do you find purposeful in your life that you think is worth pursuing i think it's interesting because when you get people's perspective on these things you 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 see how deeply they think about these things you know what i mean like Often, yeah. often this stuff isn't happenstance. They, you know, of course, sometimes that happens, but most of the time people are seeking something. They're seeking adventure. They're seeking, you know, um, to get to really know themselves. And I, it takes a brave person to do that. You know, um, a lot of people uh, shy away from that and, and they, they do everything in their lives that they can to not go toward, you know, those things, uh, because it's safe, it's safer, you know, but, uh, something to be said for embracing, you know, um, opportunities and, and, and just saying yes to things. It's amazing where your life will end up, you know? Absolutely, man. Right on. Well, we hope that you all enjoyed rabbit. We're definitely going to have to have her back on because I know that she's got tons of stories and we just had a great, great conversation with, with, um, I think that, uh, we have the potential to have a lot more great conversations with you out there listening. Um, you know, all you have to do is embrace that potential and say, yes, join us here on the podcast, share your weird stories, your wild stories, your funny stories, whatever it is. Every, everybody's got a good story. We want to hear it. At least one good story. We know that. And you know that. So, Let's hear it. Don't be shy. Or if you're shy, you can email us your story at WYWSPOD at gmail.com or contact us through our social media or, you know, the regular routines. Uh, We love you guys. And we're going to uh, see you next time here on the show. Barry, any uh, any final words? Uh, I just want to say that it, you know, it. it uh, I'm sort of reminiscing a bit about uh, how this started, and uh, just sort of, you know, comparing it to what we did today and the interesting topics that we covered uh, were nothing like anything from any episodes before. That's the one thing that we do. It's always different. Um, and it's always uh, a new and a different ride. Hopefully, um, we appreciate everyone that has spent time with us over the last, you know, coming up on four years. Um, uh, I, I just um, it, it bears, you know, sort of repeating that we're, we're just thankful for our listeners and, um, you know, we appreciate everyone giving whatever amount of time they can to us. So thank you. 
Yes. Thank you all, Weirdsville. If you're new to the podcast, thank you for tuning in. We hope you join us again. And, um, you know, there's, we've got so many different topics. Like Barry said, you can go and find something in our back catalog. All of those episodes are available on our website, uh, www.whatsyourweirdstory.com. Uh, your is Y E R because we're folksy and, um, it's easier to copyright. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. So thanks again, everyone. We, we love you guys and we mean that, um, mostly platonically, but you know, there's, Hey, don't be afraid to embrace the potential and say, yes, just say yes. <laughs> All right, everybody. We'll see you next time with, um, Oh, we got crispy and Zach and they host a podcast and, uh, we had a good time talking to them and we laughed and, uh, you know, again, they're completely different from this week's episode. So you don't have to shy away if, if talk of, uh, of, of you know, positive sexuality and, 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 and penis hats. body penis piercing hats. and yeah. clowns, yeah. penis hats, balloons, um, <laughs> any of those things that could be triggering. Uh, I don't have those next week. So, all right, everybody. We'll see you next time. Until then, be safe. Be weird. As always, if you have a weird story, we want to hear it. If you have a lot of them, we want to hear them all. We can't do this podcast without your invaluable contributions. Whether it's sharing your stories, listening, rating, and spreading the word about the podcast. Thanks for listening. Until next time, be safe. Be weird. The stories presented on the What's Your Weird Story podcast are, to our knowledge, true experiences that our guests have had. We can't take the time to research all claims made, and besides, it's just not as fun.